welcome to The Wheel Deal with myself, Dr. Wheeler. The Wheel Deal is a weekly podcast that will feature issues present and past as they relate to mental health, parenting, LGBTQIA, and more. I look forward to future guests joining the show, and I hope you will join us each and every week as I dive into topics that matter providing grounded information. Namaste. Welcome. The hardcore facts of this state of emergency. And if you're wondering why I choose to call this a state of emergency, it's strongly based on our fallout from this pandemic, recognizing that we are in year three of this pandemic. I'm going to start off with some hardcore facts, and then I'll give my take on this future and let you know what the next episode of The Wheel Deal will be. I appreciate you for tuning in. This is actually the first podcast for The Wheel Deal. The first episode of this podcast, and we shall begin. During the pandemic, it was reported that four out of ten adults in the United States alone Four out of ten reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder compared to numbers that reported one out of ten prior to the pandemic. So we went from one out of ten adult individuals in the United States having issues of anxiety or depressive disorder pre-pandemic now we're looking at 4 out of 10 let that sink in I won't spend too much time on it the next thing I want to point out fact sleeping and eating difficulties reported to have increased by 38% from again adults in the United States 12% reported more alcohol use. 12% also reported that their chronic conditions worsened due to worry over COVID. So those who may have already had some mental health issues, those who already had some physical health challenges, uh, neuropathy, pain of different sorts, etc., reported their conditions were worsening merely due to worry, worry over COVID. Women with children were said to have been affected more often than men reporting in at 49% of women with children versus 
40% of men. African Americans reported 48% reported that they have issues with anxiety or depressive disorder as a direct result of the COVID-19 pandemic. 46% of Latino families reported that they have had anxiety or depressive disorder over worry and concern about the COVID-19 pandemic. Ooh, let's take a breath right there. It would be a mere miracle if I could be speaking on this as though it was past tense. But most, if not all of us listening know, we are still very much in the midst of this pandemic. We haven't even reached the climax of the situation. Shall I digress? Essential workers, essential workers, those workers who did not get sent to work from home, did not lose employment, but were basically mandated to work in the field at risk, unbeknownst truly at that time what was going on with no defense mechanism other than some PPE gear. They reported anxiety and fear of getting COVID 42% compared to 30% of us non-essential workers. 25% of essential workers reported more substance abuse while 11% of non-essential workers reported the substance abuse. I probably could go without saying, but the suicide rates increased dramatically during this state of emergency. Pause for a minute and think of all the ways to end your life, what do you feel was the number one way reported of people committing suicide during this pandemic state of emergency? If your answer or your thought happened to be drug overdose, you are absolutely right. People, including myself, who already suffered from pre-existing mental health issues reported those issues being exasperated by vulnerability to severe illness from COVID. And to break that down a little bit, 
it was, are you going to get it and die? Or are you going to get it and have a nervous breakdown? Are you going to get it and give it to your loved ones? Will your loved ones get it and you'll lose them? The thought, the heightened awareness, and the ultimate PTSD from this state of emergency is nothing short of almost almost makes you feel paralyzed mentally physically financially the challenges have been astronomical older adults reported more anxiety and depression based on their greater risk and vulnerability of COVID issues women in the workplace reported one out of four women in the workplace reported leaving their job or reducing their hours either based on burnout or double duties and double duties means they were forced to be teachers because their children had went on remote learning so the parent had to navigate that support and struggle while also trying to fulfill their role as a full-time employee in the workplace. It's unfortunate that some employers really make it difficult for a woman to attend to her family when necessary. I thank God I had the opportunity to be open enough, the mindset to be okay with having less to do more. And I appreciate being present when my son learned to sit up, walk, talk, I remember his first grade teacher, or the principal, actually telling me to go get a job. And I did that and messed around and missed the gingerbread house making. Do you know how I will never live that moment down? But for the most part, I did what was necessary to attend to my child. As a single parent, I had no choice. There was no one else. But even when there's two parents in the home, employers need to know that the mother needs to be present and to not feel guilt or fear of her job. Thank God for things like FMLA, but we've been in some crazy times. Unfortunately, 
as if everything else doesn't affect the population. African Americans were reported to have more deaths as a result to COVID. The Latino population numbers were high as well, but the African American deaths soared. And where I want to begin to close out this topic is on that point. African Americans have one time in history where they can recall vaccinations being used erroneously and they have harbored that one card to throw up in this situation not realizing the fact that things like polio have only diminished because of vaccinations you don't see the world running around with chickenpox because of the vaccinations so I get very sad when I think about that fact that there are more deaths from COVID in the African-American black and brown community. And if we could be honest, we know every African-American knows someone who's either been hospitalized because of COVID or passed away because of COVID. We don't know of anyone that has died strictly from vaccination. I personally was one of the first to experience the lymph lymph nodes and lymphatic reactions from the Moderna vaccine. It was kept quiet for a long time and we really haven't heard anything on a uh, state, federal level about the risk and the fear that people have from the lymphatic reactions. Yet, if I had it all over to do all, if I had it to do all over again, I would get vaccinated. Now, I may have tried to find the Pfizer in the beginning had I known about this, but I would still have gotten vaccinated. So, when we look at the future of this pandemic, and don't get me wrong, I'm one of those people that is so over employees, try, employers trying to force vaccination and boosters down people's throat. Educate. Eliminate the fear. Have open sessions. And make sure that the answers are there for the questions those people have. 
I, by choice, have spoke about the impact of this pandemic, which I choose to call a state of emergency, on the adults specifically. The next segment, we will talk about the impact of the pandemic on our children. I would like to acknowledge a lot of data on most things go unreported because some parents don't want to be seen as failures or having problematic issues in their home. But I just want to touch base on a few things that are directly related to our children and the effect and fallout from this state of emergency, better known as a pandemic. Take a break and we'll be right back. We are now going to talk about the way children are affected by this pandemic. From March of 2020 to October of 2020, mental health-related emergency room visits increased by 24% for those ages 5 years to 11 years of age and 31% for those 12 years to 17 years of age. The American Psychological Association reported in their January 1st, 2022 article that over one-fifth were mentally disturbed, 20% got care, 71% of the 1,200 parents said that the pandemic had taken a toll on their children's mental health. 69% reported the pandemic was the absolute worst thing to ever happen to their child. One third of high schoolers were reported to feel unhappy and depressed, much more than usual in the spring of 2020. The demand for mental health care outweighs the trained professionals to provide it. We went from an average of one psychologist to 500 students, all the way to one psychologist for 1,200 students. Teachers are now being trained 
in ways to address trauma because of these stifling reports. Laws have been passed, and here in Illinois specifically, laws were passed and money was put forth, $24 million to be exact, to address the mental health of the students. Students are allowed five days per calendar school year for mental health absences. Things like fear, appetite changes, lack of attentiveness, headaches, pain, rashes, and multiple stomach issues were only a few of the common reports noted. 25% of high school students state that their emotions continue to worsen. I did not find a great average or percentage of increase in suicides for children as there were reported for adults. However, when you look at the statistics, when you look at the recent news articles, when you look at the children in your immediate community, it is impossible to turn a blind eye to the PTSD, to the fear, to the stifling emotions, to the fallout, the aftermath, family members lost, teachers lost, relationships lost to complications of COVID-19 and its variants. Being isolated or not being able to be with the people who you love has created irreversible damage. I really, really, really would call any active listeners to a call of action to not only do a check of your own mental health, but also do a check-in with those close around you. Don't wait for someone to put a title on it. Don't wait for someone to call out for help. Those things may never happen. If you know a person is different than usual, A simple, kind, warm, thoughtful gesture can be their decision to live another day. I want to thank you gracefully for attending to this first episode of my podcast here on The Wheel Deal with Dr. Wheeler. And until next time, namaste. Next week's episode, why? Are my black women so unsupportive of their daughters? Are we ready to talk about it? This brings us to the close of this week's episode. 
of The Wheel Deal with Dr. Wheeler. Be sure to share this with your friends, colleagues, and loved ones, and return each week for more great topics and special guests. Until the next one, namaste.